Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The volume. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in a bonus bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code JOHN. New customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit wagering and eligibility restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. What is going on everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Let's rock and roll. Put a bow on the Super Bowl. Some Mahomes and Purdy thoughts. Some overall playoff overtime and just, I think the tactic I would take, because let's face it, most of us didn't quite see it coming. Not overtime, we talked about it with Stucky that it was 12 or 13 to 1, but the actual rules, which are clearly different, and then just overall thoughts on the Super Bowl having clearly a lot of success, 124 million people watched it. So we will also do a mailbag, at John Middlecoff, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram Fire in those DMs. Here's the plan. We, uh, we're we going to do a podcast today. 
I'm I'm going to do a huge mailbag, I think, for Wednesday. I guess I'll record it Wednesday for Thursday. And then probably take a couple days to chill. Just season ended. Give uh, give the people that work on, on this operation a little time as well to just kind of relax for uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, and yeah, so this 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 podcast we'll do another podcast tomorrow. E- enormous mailbag. So the the game plan will be uh, the mailbag I did today was like these hidden Instagrams. It's kind of confusing the way Instagram works. You can't really like put it into Excel spreadsheet. But tomorrow I will bang out a bunch of questions. That's the plan. Three and out. Make sure you subscribe if you listen on Collins feed, as well as we got a YouTube channel. But first, you guys know the drill. In Vegas, I saw Zach Bryan, and if you like an elite performer, you know, I, he's country, folk, little little rocky. I don't know how I'd quite describe him, but it is easily one of the best performances in a concert I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of concerts. I, I've been to a lot of country concerts, been to a lot of rock concerts. Uh, he is born to perform, and if you ever have the chance, I know he's going on tour I cannot recommend it enough. I would put my personal stamp of approval. Like, for example, if you don't like country music, Morgan Wallen or Luke Combs, they might not be for you. If you like music, uh, I I just don't think I could uh, recommend this guy anymore. Because in person, so if you have a chance, download Game Time, the Game Time app. Check if Zach Bryan's coming your way. And if he is, promo code John, save yourself $20, go to the concert. Why? Because it's freaking awesome. He's he's incredible. And listen, some people are good studio album, right? It sounds good, and they're not as good in person. And some people are just elite in person, right? If you saw like Eddie Vedder in person, you'd probably be blown away. Whitney Houston. Some people have that ability to go from the studio in person. They're even better. And that's what I would say about Zach Bryan. So download that Game Time app, the official ticketing app of this podcast. Promo code John, J-O-H-N, $20 off. Do it, do it now. Promo code John, $20 off. And enjoy yourself some music. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. Because the key, in my opinion, and I would say history would show us, to become an all-time great is to get things done early. (laughs) To get a lot of things out of the way. And I, I was looking back, obviously Brady... By his second year, he's winning the Super Bowl. Four years in, he's got three. Right? I, I looked today, Tiger Woods, by 2000, when he was 25 years old, he had five majors under his belt. A couple of them historically enormous ass-kicking. A U.S. Open, a Masters. Even Michael Jordan, by 1993, now that, that was several years into his career, but really by 1991, and he was drafted in 84, champion, MVPs, no debating how good he was. And then he just kept rattling him off. Basketball, I would say, is a little easier. Like, most all-time great players are guaranteed to win a finals. You could say history says many. Uh, In football, that's clearly not the case, right? To win several championships. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best players I've ever seen. He won one. If it wasn't for Peyton Manning's defense in 2016, he would have ended with one. Brett Favre won. It is very, very... Dan Marino, which I... Listen, he's a little before my time. I don't remember watching like in the peak of his powers. YouTube, to me, doesn't always do it justice. 
to really try to equate, like, you speak best as a fan, as an evaluator, as anyone that's talking about this, when you get to watch it. Like, I watched Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Mahomes, their entire Tiger Woods career. You feel pretty comfortable talking about it. It's hard to put in context, like, well, how good was Terry Bradshaw? I don't know. Never watched him. I, I can tell you his stats. I think we all agree, Patrick Mahomes, just watching him play, whether he had one championship or three championships, is an elite talent. We, we've been saying it about Aaron Rodgers forever. But when you have the championships, it takes you to a completely different level. But now he's got those out of the way. He's done the heavy lifting. If his career ended today, never played another game at 28 or however old he is, he would be an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer, and he would be the marquee guy in his Hall of Fame class. Two MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs, three Super Bowls, Pro Bowl every year he started, three-time All-Pro. He's And just the eye test, one of the great players we've ever seen. Now actually comes the easy part. Because once you bang out those three, it's obviously very difficult to win in football. He is not guaranteed, like the likelihood, when's the last time anyone won three straight championships, right? Hell, two straight championships hadn't happened in two decades. So the likelihood of the Chiefs winning next year, hell, I I thought this year they were going to lose in the first or second round. Because that's happened sometimes. You could go on to win four championships, like Joe Montana. He lost several times as a home favorite on the road, got beat by the Giants, got beat by the Bears, got beat by the Redskins. Like, you lose playoff games. There's Brady lost a ton of playoff games separate from the Super Bowls he lost. And there's a chance Mahomes one day loses the Super Bowl. But where he has a chance to get, I do think it is, when you look at it, very, very difficult for him to get to seven. And, and I saw that he said that is the goal. And part of the difficulty in that is Tom was 100% going to have Belichick for a 20-year span, right? Because, you know, when he met Bill, Bill was like 48 years old. Patrick Mahomes, now six years in, does have a 65-year-old coach who's going to be 66. So even if he coached 10 more years, you know, Mahomes would still have, assuming he's still relatively healthy at 37, 38 years old, still have several years left. I mean, Brady won Super Bowls, after he was 37, 38 years old. But what Patrick has accomplished right now is really why you watch sports because you never know when someone's going to come in. Now, sometimes at these other sports, these generational players, like Tiger Woods was such a massive deal the moment he started playing professional golf. LeBron James, before he was ever drafted in the NBA, everyone that followed sports knew his name. I feel like I watched, I remember being in my parents' room watching LeBron James play that game at Oak Hill Academy his senior year when he had to cover up the tattoos with the tape because of what a big deal he was. Hell, even Bryce Harper in high school was on the cover of Sports Illustrated back when Sports Illustrated mattered. In football sometimes, it comes out of nowhere. Tom Brady, six-round pick. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech. No one envisioned this. Even Joe Montana, third-round pick. So every once in a while, you get a John Elway who's just an elite player, goes on to an elite career. Peyton Manning, too. Most of them are not in this sport. They come out of nowhere at the quarterback position. And, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, I don't need to tell you it doesn't get any better than this. 
but you have a guy that already did the hardest part. Now he gets to just kind of freewheel, and everything he adds to that resume just puts him higher and higher. And on the flip side, the reason I am so bullish on Brock Purdy is because he makes a million dollars. If we were having the conversation of Brock Purdy relative to Mahomes and Allen and Lamar and talking about a 40, 45, 50 million dollar player, the expectation would be much higher. We would need more out of it. I would feel much stronger to be critical of things that happen on the field. But right now, he's making nothing. It's why the pressure on this team, including his coach, and I watched some of the press conference today with Kyle Shanahan, looked like he saw a ghost. I mean, he had that look of his dogs were just murdered. And that's what happens, as he said, when you lose a Super Bowl in overtime. But this team next year, with their cap flexibility because of their quarterback making nothing. If he's going to throw you 30-plus touchdowns and be the quarterback on one of the best teams in the NFL, he's easily the best contract in the league. I said it earlier this year. Mitch Trubisky making $8 million when he's your third-string quarterback. You could argue he's the worst contract in the league. What did the Steelers just do? They cut him. Get out of here. And that that's on them. But when you have this Brock Purdy situation... The, the pressure is mounted next year. Because if he goes on to have another statistical good season, 30, 35 touchdowns, your team's successful, but instead of making a long run in the playoffs, you lose in the first round, then it hurts. Why? Because it's time for his agent and him to get paid. And they will be ready to negotiate. And let's face it, the problem with these quarterback contracts, there is no middle ground. You're either a bridge quarterback or you're a max quarterback. Fair or not. There's no like, well, let's give this guy $32 million instead of $48 million. Look at all these quarterback contracts that happen. None of them happen that way. With guys with statistics and with success on the field from a team aspect. Jalen Hurts, one huge year, immediately $170, $180 million guaranteed. I would not feel comfortable giving Brock Purdy that type money right now. Could not do it. But the re- simple reality is if he has another similar, uh, another season similar to this and his team has success, that is the going great. Which then we can get critical and start discussing how much he's worth, how much he's not worth. But right now you don't have to worry about that. You get this guy making a little over $900,000 next season. You got to take advantage of it. And the pressure on this 49er team, and this is why it hurts so much, losing that Super Bowl is because this might have been their best shot. And next year, you know, you never know with health, is going to be their last shot, more than likely with a quarterback making nothing. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I've, I've had a lot of time to think about the overtime rule because I do think it was confusing. Let's face it. Tony Romo didn't know what was going on. He's like, guys, this is like the end of the first quarter. Even Maria looks at me like, what, there's a whole nother game? Like what? Everyone was confused. Players didn't know the game was ending. It, it was a little confusing. Part of it, we've never done it before. We had never been through it. But when your broadcaster that's making $16, $17 million, he's like, you know, you don't need to waste timeouts. It's like a full game. No, Tony, you get three fucking timeouts. At minimum, or at mo- there could be only two possessions. If you needed to use a timeout on your first drive, use a timeout on your first drive. But I was thinking about the math. I think if you're going to take the ball first, I think you're going for two no matter what. Because if you're in a playoff overtime, that means you've played 17 games and had training camp for a month and a half. So you're, you're this isn't a regular overtime. Regular overtime week two your team has more juice. You have more energy. You have less injuries. You have less guys playing on a torn meniscus or with a fucked up shoulder or just who got hurt in that given game or depending on an opponent. In the overtime, in a playoff game or the Super Bowl, if you're going to take the ball first, I'm okay with that. that. That doesn't even bother me. But you're playing for touchdown, nothing else. You are not playing for a field goal. The only time to me that would justify kicking a field goal if you were like 4th and 15 on like the 40-yard line. It's like, okay, I I would just take the points and play some defense. But in this situation, when you got down to like the 5-yard line, it should have been 2-down territory. Because you have to assume like, not only are they going to try to play for a touchdown, they're going to play, they're going to try to score the extra point. So, to me, the issue, looking back on Kyle Shanahan, When you're playing Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they're going to try to end the game. You could argue not only is it if you get the ball first, are you you scoring a touchdown, especially once you get to the red zone? You're 100% going for two. You're putting all the pressure on them. And I think that is the biggest mistake that the 49ers made. Kyle claims the analytical department told him to try to play for the third possession. Right, You kick a field goal, you hold them to a field goal, then you get the ball in sudden death. I'm no math major. I didn't go to Harvard. But that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of. Do we need to examine if these guys know what they're talking about? 
Now, it's hard to even understand if Kyle... I think they underprepared for this moment a little bit, which in fairness, the chances of going to overtime in a playoff game, I would say historically, are pretty low. But part of his job is preparing for every situation. I think the biggest issue, if you had really thought long and hard about it, you would have to assume, one, in a playoff game, you're probably playing a really good offense. And two, given that specific opponent, 100% they're going to try to score a touchdown and go for two. So shouldn't we do that? And the 49ers acted like week four was third quarter. And I think that's what really bit them in the ass. Obviously, this overtime thing is complicated. A lot of people were confused. The broadcasters were confused. Players were confused. The dude on the Chiefs didn't even know they had won the game. There's a lot going on. This is brand new. But I think when you really logically think about it, if you accept the ball first in overtime, which depending on the variables in the game is understandable. Maybe your defense is gassed. Maybe you have a quarterback who's rolling. You want to keep the momentum going. I don't think that's a black and white decision. I do think the black and white decision, though, is if you take it in playoff overtime, you not only are touchdown or bust, you're, take, you're going for the two-point conversion. The other report that 120 plus million, I think it was like almost 124 million people watched the Super Bowl. And, you know, I, I think this game is going to get bigger and bigger for the foreseeable future. I've said for a while, I'm old enough to have seen sports come and go. So I, I'm not, you know, a pom-pom waiver acting like the NFL is bulletproof and it'll never, I don't want to say go under, but lose its juice. I've seen baseball lose its juice. We're seeing basketball lose its juice. It happens. Things ebb and flow. Boxing used to be big. Now it's kind of irrelevant and UFC's big. right? I've seen golf with Tiger Woods become huge and then he disappears and now it's splintered and you know it's not as popular as it once was from a television product. Things change. But the one thing football really has going for them is they easily, and it's not clearly, they have the biggest game in America by a country mile in the Super Bowl. Well, if you're going to casually come to the Super Bowl, which a lot of people do, think about how the the sport grows over the course of the season. I'm going to go to the Combine in a couple weeks. Plan on doing a bunch of content there, having a good time. If you follow the Combine, even free agency, even the draft, and up through training camp, like you're kind of a junkie. You're what in the radio days we used to call a P1. You're a very loyal consumer. That is not the majority, right? The, the amount of people paying attention to the NFL combine that will watch week one, Thursday night, Chiefs versus, you know, the Chargers is there's a wide gap. But think how the season goes, right? Football is a big deal. A lot of people watch in September and October. But the moment we get past Halloween up to Thanksgiving, those ratings on Thanksgiving do enormous numbers. Through there, we go into the holidays of Christmas and New Year's. Those games do massive numbers. So you kind of have this snowball effect through the holidays into the playoffs that start doing 30, 40, 50 million people watching. It's like this gradual buildup to the grand finale. And these other sports don't have that. Because in baseball, I can't guarantee a Game 7 in the World Series. And even if I could, it takes so long to get there, it's hard to, it's hard to follow. I can speak being a fan. 
I don't watch that many baseball games anymore. Why? There's, they're not that important. An individual game. Though I really like baseball. I'm probably a rare millennial that follows the sport relative, you know, pretty closely. Basketball, I, I no longer, I probably have watched a total of 10 quarters of basketball so far this season. Why? Because nothing really has mattered yet. And part of it is you need more people to kind of jump on the bandwagon as things go on. Now, the thing that basketball and baseball battle with is the amount of inventory it doesn't feel important. Football, I've said this forever, just has this natural built-in, the way the sport is set up. You don't need to pay attention Saturday through, uh, you know, Monday through Saturday. You just kind of show up on Sunday when 90% of people are not working anyway. You're literally at home. Where these others, you know, might be taking a kid here, might be doing parent-teacher conference there. Your wife might want to watch a movie. You might be exhausted and fall asleep early. The other sports, it's easy to just circumvent them. It's borderline impossible to circumvent football. And I remember going to watch parties with my friends when I was in junior high. So I'm not trying to act like the Super Bowls all of a sudden become a big deal, but it's gone into a different stratosphere. I've been going to, I went to the Niners Super Bowl, you know, when they hosted in 16. I went to the Miami Super Bowl in 20. And then I went to this one. And I'm just talking about Super Bowl week. And they feel dramatically bigger now. And, and it's why I'm saying that I think Vegas just belongs in the rotation. But football for at least this next decade feels like they have a stranglehold on America. The benefits of, obviously, fantasy, the increasing interest in gambling uh, is something that they benefit from at a much higher level than these other sports. No one's betting in the middle of June what starter is going to go five innings. It just doesn't happen. But people gamble on football. And having college football, and now this huge buildup, this natural kind of ebb and flow to this game, which is the biggest thing right now in America. By Nothing else can get 120 million people to sit on a couch and turn on the television all at one time. And Roger Goodell and the NFL have that. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, it's that time again, a little middle cough mailbag. Here's the plan. Uh, I'm going to do a huge mailbag, I think on Wednesday, and then probably just take a couple of days to breathe. Uh, obviously, a lot of people work on this show. been a long season. So if you listen to this part of the mailbag, we're going to have another massive mailbag on Wednesday, and I, I will attempt to get to a lot of questions. But today, I'm going to try to bang out these ones that are technically in the hidden request of at John Middlecoff is my Instagram. The way Instagram works, there's these DMs, and then there's these like other DMs, and then there's these hidden DMs. A lot of time, Instagram thinks it's spam, but and, and sometimes it is. It's like porn. But other times, it's just your questions that get kind of lost in the shuffle. So I'm going to try to bang out some of these right now. Start with Daniel. Love the pod. Been a Chiefs fan since I was five. I'm 31. Well, <laughs> enjoy it, bro. It's still insane to me that we won the Super Bowl without a true number one wide receiver. My question is, this offseason, who do you think the Chiefs will be looking at and follow up would do you think players will now want to play for the Chiefs to start to ring chase? My want is Devonta Adams, but curious what your thoughts are. And thanks for reading it. Uh, I think one, I, I went on Doug Gottlieb show today, and we talked about you know this off season. This, this is the worst offense the Chiefs will be. Now their defense. This might be the best defense they they ever have. Right? There's no guarantee Chris Jones is going to come back. Saw that Andy Reid. You know, kind of just said, hey, it's something you got to work out and time will tell. I haven't looked at the free agent market, but I know Mike Evans is a free agent. I think he would be a guy, definitely. They're going to become, if they already haven't, less of these guys it feels like exists. But one thing the Patriots used to take advantage of is they would get these guys to sign cheap contracts. I think you could argue this team is even more desirable than the Patriots given... Their coach isn't some crazy asshole. And that that sounds bad for Belichick. Obviously, I, I think Bill Belichick's the best coach I've ever seen. But he's not easy to play for. Now, it's not like Andy Reid's some country club. He's just an easier personality on a daily basis. So I, I would say that Andy Reid is a huge positive, And Mahomes, no different than Brady, is a big positive as well. So I think any big-name impact player that may be a little older, that you could sign with some crappy team for $10 million, maybe signs with them for 6 Remember several years ago when J.J. Watt ended up going to the Cardinals? A guy like that. Players in that mold, in that under that kind of umbrella. So, sometimes as a sports fan, your entire life sucks. Right? It's just, you never get over the hump. You're just a fan of a team that can never win that just has heartbreaks, that never wins a title. And then sometimes you're just like a Warriors fan 
who's 25 in 2014, and you just witnessed four championships in a decade. You're a Chiefs fan who, you said you're 31. Six years ago, you are 25 years old. Patrick Mahomes comes into your life. Your life's never the same as a sports fan. You'll never look at football the same. You never will. Just like a Patriot fan. There's a decent chance the Patriots, I'm, I'll be 40 this year, the next 40 years, never win another title. Yet anyone my age would be like, we'll talk about that 20-year run for the rest of their life. Love the shows. My question is this. Was Shanahan's fate with the Niners sealed the moment he decided to not steer, seriously study draft-eligible quarterbacks because he was just going to get Kirk Cousins? No. Kyle Shanahan has got three extensions. Or excuse me. An original contract, six years. An extension after the Super Bowl. And then I think he got an extension last year. So Kyle Shanahan's won eight playoff games. <laughs> his, I, I would say his career, this is where I push back on all the negativity. And listen, Kyle is someone that roots for them to win, gambles on them, can drive you nuts for being a great coach. Andy, I think, would tell you, I probably drove some people nuts back in the day too. So it's, it's part of being a coach. Uh, but his fate was definitely not sealed. He's been to multiple Super Bowls. Now, would they rather have Patrick Mahomes if they could redo it all? 100%. But I think you could play this game over and over and over again of woulda, coulda, shouldas. Think about this. Andy Reid in 2011, whenever Russell, 12 maybe, whenever Russell Wilson's rookie year, loved Russell Wilson. Was waiting until the third round. What if he had just pulled the trigger in the second round? Would he still be in Philadelphia? Yeah. You could play that game in a draft till the cows come home. So I... Who cares? It's 2024. They have one of the best teams in the NFL and they just lost a Super Bowl in basically almost double overtime. What are your thoughts on Gronkowski calling Kelsey the best tight end. I know Gronk is humble and dances to the beat of his own drum, but isn't it closer than he's making it out to be? I think we talked about this last week. I think you could play this game all day long, right? Kelsey's the best pass-catching tight end by far ever. And I think Gronk, I didn't watch Bavaro in the 80s, but probably the most complete tight end we've ever seen. It's hard, right? Like, you play wide receiver, you play wide receiver. You run routes, you catch the ball. Uh, I, I just, as a tight end, you kind of play two roles. One is to be an extra offensive lineman in the run game. And two is to be a receiver in the passing game. And that's where I think it's, it's hard to kind of judge it back and forth. But I hear what you're saying. I know there's a long shot of you seeing this, but I grew up in a cold mining town. Of less than 1,000 people. And never thought I could escape that lifestyle. But I watch you every day. I know more football than anyone. I've met by a mile. I'm slightly educated in sports media. But couldn't afford to continue school due to personal situation. My family and I are finally stable enough for me to pursue my dream. You're living my dream. And have every resource I wish I could pursue a career like yours. But had to settle for less to either help the family. Or because I was influenced to not pursue such a career because it was unrealistic. And why not try to make a life in physical labor? I know football and basketball better than anyone I've ever met. 
And to be honest, I gave up on my dreams because school counselors told me to be more realistic. I know I'm not an ideal candidate for any kind of hire or temp, but if any temporary positions, so this is just a, this, I'll shoot you my email. This is a good example to any young person, whether you grow up in Chicago, San Francisco, or New York, or, you know, a small town like this guy, is, and it's hard when you're young, and I was lucky I mean, I would say the luckiest thing I've ever had, beside being born into like a two-parent home who, you know, forced me to go to school and try in school, even though I fucking hated school. Without them, I wouldn't have tried and made sure that, you know, I wasn't some straight-A student. You know, I might have cheated a little, but I had to because I would have gotten in trouble if I came home with like C's. So I education was pushed in my house. Because they grew up in the area of where you had to go to college. But my mom worked for the state capitol in, you know, she's had a job for the government. And my dad was a farmer. And they never, they they never once said something to me about what I was doing was weird or off the beaten path, right? It's one thing when you get into football, basketball, baseball, whatever, because you played it. It's another thing when you get into it, you know, I didn't play past high school and it's just one of those things that I loved and wanted to pursue doing. So it's, I, I, I would be the first to tell you I had an easier path just by the reality of no one ever told me not to do it. And anytime people close to you, and a lot of times when you're young, the people close to you are your parents, your siblings, and either you know older mentors or school counselors or whatever, if they give you negative feedback, which looking you know it's easy for me to say now looking back like fuck that guy or that girl for telling you that, but at the time you don't know any better and it's hard to not take some of those words to heart. Ninety nine point nine percent of us aren't secure enough to to understand that we do have you know the best part about this country is you can kind of do anything you want. There's not some direct path there, but if there's a will, there's a way. Obviously, there are certain things financially, you know, you can't just start off by doing, but there's definitely never been an easier time in 2024. When I see, and I listen, just if you're on Twitter, you see so many, I mean, the media is addicted to the site, even though they claim to hate it because of Elon, they've never used it more, is they can be very negative. And there's like a bitterness sometimes to that group. And the reality is it's never been a better time to work in this industry. There's never been more outlets. You just have to do them on your own. From Instagram to TikTok to YouTube to, hell, Substack. When I see these guys complain, it's like, grow a pair and figure it out. Like, let's not act like there's... It's way harder to do what I do now 25 years ago. I couldn't have just moved to Arizona. What if there no one in radio would have given me a job? It's much easier to do what I'm doing in 2024 than it's ever been. Just like it's much easier to kind of be a quote-unquote creator, which media people, writer, personalities are. And most of them, just like most people in society, just complain, just complain, just say, this is too hard, I can't do it. Well, that's going to be your attitude. It's never going to happen. Bum that the NFL season is over. I hear that the Pats and Falcons are looking to trade for Fields and Wilson. This seems crazy. The quarterbacks available in the draft are quite good. They can build a team around these guys 
and give their fan base hope. Field showed improvement, but he reverts to being so bad. But if he reverts to being bad, then they'll look like idiots. Wilson, I think he means Russell, not Zach, is done. The fact that Denver are willing to waste an exorbitant amount of cash to cut this guy says everything. What are your thoughts? We'll start with the Falcons. They're a little desperate. I saw their owner, maybe it was at the Super Bowl. I don't know where he was making the rounds of saying, which isn't crazy. In the next couple weeks, we will have serious discussions about the quarterbacks. They're not drafting in the top five. So they're going to have to get aggressive with a trade of someone ideally they wouldn't like. Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, let's face it, make some sense. The New England Patriots are drafting third. And there are a ton of quarterbacks in this draft. I would say that 100% getting one of those guys in the draft makes sense for them. There's a chance the Falcons don't have access to any of these guys because of where they're picking. So I don't think it's as crazy for the Falcons to just try to patchwork it for a season. I do think it's kind of nuts for the Patriots, who I expect to draft a quarterback. I broke down and registered for an Instagram account just for the mailbag. One topic I haven't heard discussed is what was going on with the Chiefs clock management at the end of overtime. If Hardeman dropped that pass, the Chiefs probably have five seconds left and have to kick the field goal to go to double overtime. Did I miss something? Keep up the good work. I think I answered my own question. So go ahead and withdraw the question for the bag above. If the score is still tied at the end of overtime period, or in the second team's initial possession has not ended, the team will play another overtime period. Yeah, this is what was confusing, and I met, I talked about this on the podcast. It's just like the second quarter. That is where Romo is right. You you get just the play if it's third down with 15 minutes left in the quarter. It doesn't like start anew. You just get to keep playing. The game just goes on. That's why Romo acting like you don't you you know you don't need to blow timeouts like you can you get three timeouts which I'd argue is kind of dumb and a little excessive. Here would be one thing I would do if they discussed the overtime at the winter meetings. One would be I would only give two timeouts. I don't think you need to give three timeouts. And two, I would give a challenge flag, which makes those timeouts a little more powerful. Because if you challenge a play, then you lose a timeout. The challenges went to the you know the official review. There were a couple plays that I thought would have been challengeable, and they never reviewed it. So if I was a coach, I would be cool with giving up a timeout in overtime to have the power to challenge a play. Because in theory, they should be all over it. Well, we know these fucking idiots are not. So, I, I, I forget the exact plays, but there definitely were two that I would have challenged if I was the, the other coach. Might have been both Andy Reid, honestly. The one where Patrick Mahomes got the fourth and one, either when he ran it or threw it. Yeah, it was when he ran it. I guess he, they only had one fourth down. But the one he ran, sure looked to me like Pacheco was not down, rolled over, and got a first down. If I'm Andy Reid, I challenge that play. I'm looking around like, are they going to challenge? Are, are they going to challenge it from above? And they never did. 
There was one other play. Oh, the use check catch, which I'm glad they called a catch. But not crazy if you challenge it. In fairness, I, I do think the new overtime's a little confusing. I, I really do. Longtime listener, heartbroken Niner fan. Question for the mailbag. I'm already offended by this next line. I'm offended. I, I don't even know if I can read it. I don't want to read it, but I will for the people. Is Kyle Shanahan the next Brandon Staley? I know he's done a lot to elevate our team post-Harbaugh. I'd say so. But Kyle's low situational football IQ has cost us three Super Bowls. Meanwhile, the players are feeling crushed and taking responsibility, but Kyle has not openly admitted to his mistakes, such as deferring in overtime. I I wouldn't. That's not a 100 mistake. Not going for it on fourth down. Agreed on that one. Aren't good leaders supposed to take accountability? Well, listen, I'm pro Kyle Shanahan. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. Kyle Shanahan is not big on saying I regret doing that. He was asked today in his press conference about the overtime situation. It would have been an easy one for him to say, if I had a do-over on that one, I would have gone for it down there in the red zone. But he, I've followed him long enough, which I respect. I like people who are true to themselves. As, as long as the players think he's accountable, listen, ideally the fans would, that they pay fucking for his salary and all the bills. It's just not going to be his thing. Last year, Brock Purdy, he refused to admit, hey, Kyle, if you got a do-over, would you call a different play? No, he didn't. He, and he, till to this day, he does not regret it. Well, maybe he does, but he's never going to publicly say it. Compare Kyle Shanahan to Brandon Staley, though, is offensive. Brandon Staley is a position coach in the National Football League. A position coach. Kyle Shanahan has proven to be one of the, not just the best head coaches, but one of the best play callers. And resurrect a franchise that was fucking dead. Brandon Staley is one of the biggest frauds I've ever seen in all my time falling falling sports. I throw Stan Van Gundy up there. there. There's some other ones. But Brandon Staley might take the cake. I think Chip Kelly has kind of turned into one. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's legit. Does he have some flaws? Does he have some things that ultimately he needs to improve on to become Andy Reid? 100%. So did Andy Reid once upon a time. Comparing him to Brandon Staley, I'm offended for Kyle Shanahan. That's that's just not fair. (laughs) It's not. Brandon... I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to pick on Brandon Staley. Obviously, you brought him up. But that's just, no. Commanders fan. I was pulling for the Niners. Love Shanny and the Niners roster, beside Chase Young, for obvious reasons. I think they lost the game during their last possession in the fourth quarter. It was third down and four yards to go. Instead of running the ball with McCaffrey, they threw an incomplete pass. They only had to get one first down to basically run out the clock and kick the winning field goal. Why didn't they hand it to him in the moment? Boggles my mind. Here's what I would say is they had a lot of run plays throughout that game that went nowhere. Now, they also had some successful ones, but there is no guarantee on an inside or outside zone or just the staple of Kyle's offense, that that sweet pitch play they like to run with pulling Trent Williams out in front and use check would have worked. 
Obviously, if they got the first down, they run out the clock. I'm a huge Niner fan. A lot of heartache over the last decade. I feel you. Listening to Colin, I feel like Colin has a hard on, is hard on, <laughs> is hard on Brock, not have a hard on, and he's only a second-year player. What reasons do we have to think he won't get better? Ready for the go low pods. We'll fire that up here. We got Riviera this weekend. I'll put out my bets on Wednesday on social medias. In theory, he should improve. In theory, he should be better. He didn't practice all offseason because his elbow was torn. So the offense should continue to mold to him. He obviously has some physical limitations. He does not have a big arm. And he's short. But can he maximize everything that he has? I think it is undeniable that everything we've seen out of Brock Purdy equals maximize all his talent. And then when you factor in his coach, some of the players around him, you'd feel pretty good. I agree with you. I think some of the criticism for a guy that makes $900,000 is insane. People are like, you guys are hard on Cousins and Dak and Derek Carr. Yeah, they make $35, $40 million. They take up a substantial amount of the salary cap. Brock makes it easy to build your team. Like, that's a huge part of his conversation. Hasn't been talked about much, but do you think the Seahawks should do in this year's draft? I think we need to highly consider taking a young quarterback. Geno is average, but never going to lead us to a championship. I feel like we can support a good young quarterback with our good receiving core and young defensive players. I would include Kenneth Walker as well, the stud running back. I would imagine that Michael Penix hiring Ben Grubb is going to be a guy that's highly discussed. I would imagine Michael Penix and Bo Nix will be two guys that Grubb has a lot of, I don't know, experience with. He also played against, in college, J.J. McCarthy in the national championship game. So I would say all those guys are going to be in the mix for Seattle. If you had to base it off his previous, the guys he's liked, remember, Russell Wilson, a little bit of a flyer, great physical tools. He loved Josh Allen. Uh, I, I think a lot of us assumed that he li- he would like Anthony Richardson. So if that's kind of the mold, I, I would say J.J. McCarthy is going to be someone he's going to like. Got a lot of tools, pretty raw, a lot of upside. He's a scouts-type player. Swing for the fences. I start every morning with the pod and an espresso. I like this guy. Me too. Crazy scenario. 49ers lose the Super Bowl, then hire Belichick as head coach on a one-year deal. Shanahan goes to offensive coordinator for the year. Offense taken care of, defense taken care of. Bill gets the all-time win record next year, wins Super Bowl, then retires. Here's my proposal. I'm, I think it's borderline factual that Kyle and Bill Belichick have talked over the last month. Bill Belichick and Mike Shanahan were very close. When Bill was going to hire or trade Jimmy Garoppolo, when the Crafts and Brady kind of forced his hand, he called one person. He said, Kyle, you got about two hours, it was like six in the morning, to make this decision. This is not a negotiation. Your second round pick, they were terrible at the time, for Jimmy G. 
Call me. You got two hours. It's like a, it's like a, a hostage situation. Obviously, they did the deal. He called him. They have a good relationship. Bill Belichick likes Kyle Shanahan a lot. Do I think that Bill Belichick should be a defensive coordinator? Of course not. He's proven to be a head coach. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I look at Jed York and I go, listen, will you give me a blank check to go hire Bill Belichick? Jed York runs around in Silicon Valley with all these billionaires that look at $20 million like most people look at $20. So if if Kyle called Bill and said, listen, Bill, I, I, I don't think you want to be an assistant. Like, I don't view you as an assistant coach. But you clearly, there's no options for you this year. If you want to coach this year, here is a blank check. Tell me what your number is. You want $20 million to be my defensive coordinator? I only make 15. Here's $20 million. You come with me. You go double middle finger to all these fucking idiot owners. We will kick the shit out of them all. And then next year, they will be lined up on their knees begging you to be their coach. That's That would be my approach. What would it cost, Bill? One, I'll leave you alone, obviously. You do whatever you want. Coach these guys up. Let's go win a Super Bowl. And let's go shove it to these owners that refuse to hire you. It's one of the biggest injustices in coaching history. That Belichick, with his resume, that's what I'd be saying if I was Kyle. We got pieces. We'll build this thing. You help some of my young DBs. I got you Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, ready to go. Charvarius Ward, under. we got a big corner for you. We'll keep in, Hufunga's coming back. Hargrave's under contract. Let's get it done. And Bill's probably like, bro, I'm good. Talk to you later. This is from before the Super Bowl. I know you picked the Niners, which I did. Are you surprised the Chiefs aren't favored? Let's do a look back on the last, we'll end on this, the last three games. Going to Buffalo, based on their season, I don't think it's crazy they weren't favored. With the Ravens, the Chiefs will tell you that is one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the AFC going into the game they had played, especially on the road. It was only a second road game of the era. That team on paper should have won the Super Bowl. Games aren't played on paper. So once they win that game, they beat the team that beat the living piss out of the Niners. What the game should have been is a coin flip. Should have been a pick em. But Vegas sets the line based on how people will bet. They took a bloodbath. They really did. Because I think if you flip it and make the Chiefs minus two and a half, minus two, you probably get a lot more even money and Vegas wouldn't have gotten killed. But everybody, I mean, I beside your boy here, everyone I know, I know some people that made a lot of money. <laughs> I, I know some people that have bet with the Chiefs basically all, every underdog game, the three straight games. I didn't get the exact number, but I, I I think it's a high it's a high rolling better. That number might be approaching six figures. Because early on he hammered him and he just kept doubling down. And he felt pretty good. Now the Super Bowl would have been a little dicey, but you definitely felt pretty good in the previous two games, especially the Baltimore game. They had the lead the whole time. I think it's one of Vegas' biggest mistakes. And I don't think it happens again.
I, I don't think we see that scenario play out again. That Patrick Mahomes is an underdog in any scenario. Unless he's unless like the league forces them to play with three O linemen or something. If Patrick Mahomes is there and Andy Reid's there, and they have a you know they're in the playoffs, I would never ever bet against them ever again. Doesn't obviously they're going to eventually lose a playoff game, but it's one of the great lessons we've learned. Maybe many of you didn't because you bet on the Chiefs, but for those of us and Vegas, idiots. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.